The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Amen. Let's pray together for the Lord, and you may be seated. Thank you. Praise the name of the Lord. Like um, you are aware, last week we, we started a series titled, Thus Says the Lord. Hearing the voice of God. Hearing the voice of God. And, you know, it's, 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 it's just that factor that separates the um, great people from the average people. That extraordinary edge of of knowing the mind of God concerning an issue. It is, it is what separates the confused people from people that have the peace of God. I'm praying today that you will be in the category of those that have the mind of God and the peace of God in Jesus' name. Last week, we did explain that it is important that we hear God for ourselves. It's important that I hear God for myself. It's important that you hear God for yourself. And, and we said that there are three reasons why it is so important that you hear God for yourself. Number one, it proves that you are in the family of God. When you hear God for yourself, it proves that you're a child of God. Jesus says, my sheep, they hear me and they follow me. Number two, it protects me from mistakes. When I hear God, it protects me from mistakes. I can tell you stories upon stories upon stories of how hearing God has saved my life, literally. It protects you from mistakes. And number three, hearing God provides success. You know, you, you succeed when others struggle. It produces success. Where everybody is saying there's a casting down, you are saying there's a lifting up. It produces success. And we explained last week, using the parable of the sower, the Bible says the sower goes around sowing, scattering seed. And in scattering seed, we explained that we liken that to broadcasting. It's like God is broadcasting his word. And we said that we need to tune in and hear what God has to say. If you have the best radio in the world and you don't tune that radio to the appropriate channel, that radio will not receive signal from that channel even though the broadcast is available. And we, we, we explained that in tuning to God, we have to do four things in tuning to God. The first thing to tune to God, I must have an open mind. I must be open. I must cultivate an open mind in tuning to God. Number two, we explain that in tuning to God, I must create time for God. I must create time. Number three, we explained in tuning to God, I must get rid of distractions. I must get rid of distractions. And number four, we explained in tuning to God, I must be willing to obey. I must cooperate with what God has to say. And this is how you tune to God. And it's so important. And as you tune to God, you will hear God. You will hear God. So from a big picture uh, perspective for the whole series, in part one, we looked at tuning. Today, in part two, we will be looking at the different channels that God will speak. As you tune in, you discover that there are different channels with which God speaks. In part three, next week, by God's grace, we're going to be looking at fine-tuning. There are some channels that require fine-tuning. 
Some channels, you tune in, you are there. Some channels, you need to fine-tune and fine-tune before you actually hear God. That's next week. And the final week, we will look at recognizing God's voice. Sometimes when the enemy knows that you depend a lot on a channel, you may want to hijack that channel. How do you recognize God's voice? Praise the name of the Lord. So hearing God is so should be part of our daily lives. I, I remember way back before um, I knew God. I mean, you you want to hear God? You, you know God. There's a God. You know that God speaks, and you want to hear God. And I, I look up in the skies. And I'm like, God, let's just make this easy. Just write it on the skies, and let me just see these things. So I will know what you are saying. Like the radio device. You have to tune in to hear God. God does not want us to be um, playing games or guessing. Many times we say, you know, God, if it is you, when I step out of, of the house, let two chickens crow. Then I will know you want me to marry that man. No, 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 no. Don't risk your life with that. Don't risk your life with that. Some man said that um, in, in, in hearing God, that he doesn't read his Bible. He doesn't want to spend time reading his Bible. He just wants to, he says, this morning, God, I want to speak to me. You know, any word you show me now in the Bible, I will do it. So he opened the Bible, boom, and he saw, and Judas hung himself. <laughs> he closed the Bible and said, no, 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 that cannot be God. <laughs> he said, okay, Lord. I'll give you a second chance. <laughs> when I open this Bible now, speak to me. And he opened the Bible and he saw, go and do likewise. <laughs> there, God doesn't want us to be guessing. When it comes to hearing from God, he doesn't want us to be guessing. When it comes to hearing from him, you, as a if you're a child of God, you have the spirit of God and you have all it takes to hear from heaven. You have all it takes. You have the machinery in you to hear from God. Like this radio that is here. This radio has the transistors and everything that is required to pick signals from this room. In this room right now, there are many voices. There are many voices. There's Brilla FM, there's Echo FM, there's Inspiration FM, there's... All those stations are here right now in this room. All you need is the right equipment, but as, as long as this equipment is here, it's not on, it's not tuned, is it useful? It is not very useful. But if I um, put it on... And that's the station. And I, okay, station is there. No, 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 Chelsea fans, no offense, no offense. <laughs> Let me go quickly away from there. <laughs> what happened to Chelsea anyway? <laughs> okay, this this is another channel. point is this. These voices were not recorded in this box. These voices we are hearing are here even right now. 
This box just needed to tune in and receive. I'm here to tell you that God's voice is here right now. God is in this place. If you tune in, if you, that's why if you missed last week, please get the city. If you, if you tune in, you will hear God. You will. And it, it, interestingly, you discover that some, some channels were easier to get. Did you notice? Some other channels, we needed to fine-tune and fine-tune. Next week, we'll be looking at fine-tuning. But today, God has different channels with which he speaks to us. You see, God doesn't have only one channel. God has several channels with which he speaks to us, different channels. And we will be looking at seven of those channels. Not exhaustive, but these seven are totally indispensable. Seven channels through which God speaks to us. Are you ready? Number one, God speaks through the Bible. God speaks through the Bible. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, Everything in scriptures is God's word. How many things in scriptures? All scripture is God's word. And all of it is useful for teaching, for helping people, and on and on and on. God speaks to us through his word. Psalm 119 verse 105, Psalm 119 105, the word of God says that your word is a lamp to guide me and a light for my path. That is why your quiet time is, 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 is indispensable. We have our devotionals, you have your Bible, sit with God and just create the time and l- listen to God. The first channel God speaks through, if you begin to tune, is the Bible. God speaks through the Bible. I shared last week how I've been mean, reading the Bible, reading Luke 3, 1 and 2, how, how that scripture jumped at me about 20 years ago and it totally changed my life. And I have several of such scriptures. Totally changed my life. God wants to talk to you. He's waiting for you. So you need to tune into your Bible. That's your first channel. The second channel through which God speaks to us is God speaks to us through ministry gifts. God speaks to us through ministry gifts. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. It says, Christ gifted some of us to be apostles, prophets, missionaries, pastors, teachers, so that his people would learn to serve and his body would grow. God speaks through ministry gifts. Romans 12, 6 says, God in his kindness gave each of us different gifts. If your gift is speaking God's word, there are some of us, our gift is speaking God's word. God speaks through ministry gifts. Sometimes you come to church and it's like, Pastor is talking to you. Has it happened to anybody here before? It's like, how did this, did, did this guy follow us home? In fact, I've actually had cases where um, wives accuses husband of coming to report them to me. And husband says to wife, you have gone to tell pastor our problem. Meanwhile, nobody told me anything. So, the time we go, you know, I just said, how can you be fighting over suya? Husband and wife fighting over suya. They looked at themselves. They were just fighting over Suya on their way to church. <laughs> and on and on and on. So God <laughs> speaks to us. Sometimes, you know, you hear God's word and you're like, could this guy, could God be talking to me? Yes, he is talking to you. God is talking to you. Sometimes we come to church, it's just the worship. From the praise and worship, you already have the answers. God has spoken to you through worship already. God speaks through ministry gifts. Yesterday at, at this Saturday worship experience, we, and for a couple of more weeks, we're going to be having um, jazz artists come to minister at Saturday worship experience. It was fantastic on Saturday. And the man was prophesying about God's favorite house. And the truth is that what he has said is not the first 
person to say, the point is this, God speaks through ministry gifts. He does. First Corinthians 2, 13, it says, we do not speak words taught by human beings, but we speak words taught by the Spirit as we explain spiritual truth so that those, to those who have the Spirit. So number one, the first channel God broadcasts through is what? The Bible. The second channel God broadcasts through is what? Ministry gift. The third channel God broadcasts through is this. God speaks through other Christians. God speaks through other believers to you. Proverbs 12, 26, it says, The godly give wise advice to their friends. The wicked lead them astray. We all have blind spots. You cannot see your back. You can't. Even if you use double mirror, you can't go everywhere carrying double mirror. You can't see your back. God put people in our lives to tell us the truth, to help us see what we cannot see. Proverbs 12, 15. So Proverbs 12, 15 says, Stupid people always think they are right. Wise people listen to advice. Stupid people always think... Have you, have you met any of such stupid people that they always think they are right? But wise people always listen to advice. I mean, I can tell you stories upon stories upon stories of how God saved me from several mistakes just by listening to my wife. Man, God has given you a, <laughs> a constant helper. In fact, you know the Holy Spirit is your helper and your wife is also your helper. What, what does that tell you? Many times, you know, sometimes my wife will say to me, I know you are the pastor, but you need to consider this perspective. I say, what? I'm, I'm not. Then she goes. Then I think about it. I say, ah, it's true. And I change my mind. And it saves me. Many trouble you are in, you are not listening to people. God is, you see, listen, God, the fact that God has spoken through somebody does not reduce the fact that God has spoken to you. As far as everyone is concerned, God has spoken to you. If you listen or not, that's your business. God, God speaks to me sometimes through my mom. It saves me a lot. My mom is a pastor. It saves me a lot of heartache. I don't always listen to her, but I know when to listen to her. There are many times in, in, in this church that, you know, listening to Reverend Collier has saved me a lot of heartache. Sometimes people upset me and my temperament is, I want just... So I said to Rebecca, you know what? I'm going to deal with this guy now. I've had enough. And he says to me, calm down. That guy really needs to be slapped. But don't slap him. Uh, <laughs> you mean I shouldn't slap him? And I listen. And because I've listened, I actually see that somebody here slaps them. I'm like, ah, oh, okay, good. If it were me that slapped them, you know, pastor slapping, that's headlines. <laughs> God has put people in your life. Pastor Dana, I listen to her. Mike, I listen to him. I mean, and many other people. You cannot be an island. If, listen, I say to ladies, never marry a man that doesn't listen to anybody. Look, if you have someone that does not have people that can tell him to sit down and he sits down, if you marry him, you are marrying hell. Every man must have people that can look him in the face. He may not like it and still tell him the truth. Everybody needs it. I'm your pastor. I just listed out a couple of people that do that for me. Praise the name of the Lord. Everybody does. Everybody does. Stupid people always think they are always right. Now, the question to you and I is that 
to, do you have such people in your life? Do you have, please let me ask your neighbor, Oga, madam, do you have such people in your life? Oh yeah, quickly, quickly, quickly. Do you have such people in your life? If you don't, you need to get people around you now. You need to join a life group. You need to be accountable to people. You need to be vulnerable to people. And not only do you need such people in your life, you need to be that kind of person in other people's lives. You need to be that kind of person that will love people too much to keep quiet. That will tell people the truth and help and save a life and save a destiny and save a family and save a generation. The, the, the problem with us in the 21st century is that we, we give excuse ourselves by saying, no, it's not my business. It really is not my business. Let everybody mind their business. I'm here to tell you, thus says the Lord, it is your business. It is your business. Your sister is going downhill. It's your business. Your brother is going downhill. It is your business. It is your business. It is your business. God wants you. God wants to speak through you. God wants you to be his mouthpiece. God wants you to, you know, I'm not saying you will go and you be manipulating people with us as well. No, 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 no. But from your heart, speak the truth and watch God speak through you. And people will recognize it. It's your business. Proverbs 27, 6. The word of God says in Proverbs 27, 6 that the, the wounds from a friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. The wounds of a friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Because when it's all said and done, people prefer frankness over flattery. When it's all said and done, people prefer someone that will tell them the truth over someone that will just tell them what they want to hear. When it's all said and done. You know, I have pastor friends that say to me that, you know, what, how do you do? I mean, you know, Femo, I know you. You are a sharpshooter. You just go for the jugular. You speak the truth. You know, how come people are coming to God's favorite house? How come the church is full? Even though you speak the truth. You know what he's telling me? I'm afraid to speak the truth to my congregation because I don't want them to stop coming to church. You know what I said to him? I said to him that people in God's favorite house, they like to hear the truth. It, it may be uncomfortable. I have seen people avoid me before because I spoke the truth. But guess what? They still come back because at the end of the day, they are wise people. They know that this man is just trying to help me. Praise the name of the Lord. So why? It's just like you have children. You don't want to tell your children the truth because you want your children to be your friend. Something is wrong with that. You have to tell them the truth. Even if they don't like you, they will thank you later. Oh, they will thank you later. So, God speaks to us through these three channels. If you are not reading your Bible, you are not listening to messages, you don't buy CDs, you don't download podcasts, you are not listening to messages over and over again, you are not accountable to other believers, you don't have believers that are speaking into your life, you've already missed three main channels God speaks. Already. So number one, God speaks to us through the first channel, and the first channel is what? The Bible. Number two, God speaks to us through ministry gifts. Number three, God speaks to us through other believers. Number four, God speaks to us through his creation. God speaks to us through his creation. The word of God says in Romans 1.20 that for since the world was created, people have seen the earth and skies through everything God made. They can clearly, everybody say clearly. They can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power, and his divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. You have no excuse for not knowing God. You, you, God is saying, the creation is speaking. In Psalm 19, verse, verse 1, it says, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord, and the firmament show forth his handiwork. The heavens proclaim the glory of the Lord. The skies display craftsmanship. Day after day, continue to what? To speak. 
Are you listening? Night after night. They make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth. And their words to all the world. God's nature is speaking. God is speaking to you through his creation. Proverbs 24, verse 30, Solomon said, I went by the field of a lazy man. Even the field of a lazy man is speaking. He says, and by the vineyards of the man devoid of understanding. He says, and there it was, all overgrown with thorns. Its surface was covered with nestles. Its stone wall were, was broken down. Then I saw it, number one. I considered it well, number two. I looked on it, number three, then I received instruction. You know, many times we zoom past life. We zoom past nature. We zoom past God's creation. We don't, we don't stop to see. We don't stop to consider well. We don't stop to look on so we don't receive instruction. Things are speaking to you. There are some of us here, your house is speaking to you. Your, do you know that your table is speaking to you? If your table is cluttered, it's telling you something about your mind. Because your table is a reflection of your mind. Do you know that? Check your table at, at the office. If it's straight and clean and ordered, so is your mind. If it's scattered, same thing. Not me, your table is speaking. Do you know your shoe can be speaking to you? Your salubata can be speaking to you. Should I tell you things that your should say? No. <laughs> but things are speaking without making a sound, but they are speaking. And God sometimes is speaking to us through his creation. So number one, God speaks to us through what? The Bible. Number two, God speaks to us through ministry gifts. Number three, God speaks to us through other believers. Number four, God speaks to us through his creation. Number five, God speaks to us through pain. God speaks to us through pain. Sometimes God, God loves you so much, he wants to talk to you so badly. He needs to get your attention so dearly that he has to resolve to hurting. He has to resolve to, to pain. Sometimes this is the only way God gets our attention. Now, I'm not suggesting that all pain is from God. No. But sometimes, for God to get our attention, he needs to whack us a little bit so that our head can be correct, like we say in this part of the world. Proverbs 20, 30. Proverbs 20, 30 says, Sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. Sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. God wants to talk to you. He uses his word. He uses gifted teachers. He uses other believers. And when you don't hear, it's first to use pain. Because he loves you. Like I said to folks, God will speak to you through the Bible and all these other channels. If you don't hear, if you miss the word, you will not miss the rod. If you miss the word, you will not miss the rod. If you're a child of God, if you miss the word, you won't miss the rod. I can tell you stories upon stories upon stories in my life. I shared one in second much Maybe I'll share it again. Back in the day, I was serving in the north and I discovered, you know, I'm always seeing business opportunities. So I saw this business opportunity. Cow in the north was dead cheap. When I say dead cheap, then I don't know if it's still the same now. It was dead cheap. This is 1997. Dead cheap. In the south, cows were expensive. Opportunity immediately. So I, 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 I needed to put some money together. And God just opened doors for me. People gave me money, a lot of money. Not, they didn't even invest or borrow. 
that I will pay back, they gave me. It was a lot of money. So I sorted out the supply chain. This is going to go from here to here to there. Then, you know, I mean, I was seeing the pepper already. And I just felt, you know, that, as we are going to get to today, that voice of the Holy Spirit that you cannot mistake it. So soft, but so stern. And so unmistakable. Femi, you have not paid your tithe. I'm like, God, now, this is business. You need to cool down. When I roll this thing over, everybody say, turn over. When I turn over the money, <laughs> you know, it will be a lot for both of us, you know. <laughs> be patient, you know. I didn't say anything. And I was going to Eket at the time with the bus, and the Holy Spirit said to me, Femi, give me one reason why this bus will not have an accident. One reason. Immediately, my life scanned through. As you know, you can see your life in the flash. I knew I was in disobedience. I knew it was a tight issue. Before I could respond, the crankshaft of the bus came out. The bus was almost somersaulted. Everybody was shouting, Jesus, Jesus. I kept quiet. <laughs> they had a Jonah in the bus and they did not know. I pray that may you not be in the same bus with a Jonah. <laughs> because God can sink a ship for one disobedient child and other people that don't even know him will perish. So I was like, have mercy now, have mercy. So, long story short, the bus stopped. As the bus stopped me, I just got down from the bus. I walked from where I was. We were almost at the at Eket anyway, but it's about 30, 45 minutes walk. They, they were trying to fix the bus, so they would get, I said, I'm not entering the bus again. I walked, I carried my money, my money. I walked all the way to Eket. So when I got there, you know, I added more money because my brother gave me a lot more. Business is about to start. So, so I prevailed on him to put me on. They have this private aircraft, you know. I come to Lagos, but I didn't want to come by road again. That was too long a journey. Anything can happen. I need a 45-minute journey. <laughs> that I've been in Lagos for 45 minutes. So he did. I got on the, the flight. At, maybe we were like 20 on that. It's a small aircraft. I put my, the money was in the bag. I put it in in front of, on top of me, and I sat down, and I'm like, I'm going to see the person that's going to take this money. And I slept for four minutes, or five minutes, and I woke up, and I checked out. My bag was still there. And I got down, and I took my bag, and I got out, and I entered the taxi, and I opened the bag, the money was gone. 100%, everything. It was painful. It was very painful. You know, that was one of the series of teaching that God gave me on tithing. You know, so today, you know I don't preach a lot on tithing. Have you noticed? Do you know why? God will teach you himself. <laughs> Some things don't need plenty preaching. He taught me himself. He will teach you. If you are a child, say amen. Uh-huh. Some people can't say amen. Whether <laughs> you say amen or not, it's too late. God, because if he talks to you, you don't hear. If you miss the word, if he loves you, the child the father loves the word. So that you can say like David, like I can say, oh, definitely I can say this. In Psalm 119 verse 71, it says, David was saying, it says, the suffering you sent, who sent? The suffering you sent was good for me, for it taught me to pay attention to your principles. It taught me to pay attention to your principles. So, number one, the first channel God speaks through is what? The Bible. The second channel it speaks through is ministry gift. The third channel is 
other believers. The fourth channel is, is creation. The fifth channel is pain. And the sixth channel is silence. God sometimes speaks with silence. He keeps quiet. And when God keeps quiet, you know, it can be, if, if you really, really don't know God, it can make you, I mean, I went through a season in my life that as if God kept quiet, I, it, it, I, I almost went berserk. It's, 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 it's so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. And what I've learned from my experience is that when God keeps quiet, many times when God keeps quiet, God is telling you, you choose. God is saying, I want, I want to see the quality of your decisions. You have been working with me for a while. I want you to choose. I want to see how you will, you will reason this out. And God does that to us. For example, you know, I was buying fuel. I parked at the petrol station in Bagada. And that particular petrol station, the queue was shorter, but it was going very slowly. And as I would always do, I was asking the Holy Spirit. I asked him for everything it, you will you wouldn't even believe what I asked the Holy Spirit for. I asked him for everything. So I said to the Holy Spirit, should I stay on this queue or should I go to, across the express road to the other side of Bagada where there's another petrol station there and, and buy, lead me, Lord, what should I do? And he was not speaking and he wasn't saying. And you know, when a child is asking a parent for something and the parent is not answering, what does the child do? He presses more. <laughs> so I was pressing, I was pressing, I was asking, I was asking. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said to me, use your brain. Now, now, at that time, I'd never heard that before. Use your brain, Femi. I'm like, are you not supposed to tell me what to do? Use your brain. So I, so I stopped. You know, many times we think being a Christian means we become brain dead. No, God wants you to use your brain. So I, I reasoned it out. This presentation actually closes late. Closes early. The queue grows slower. The other presentation closes later. It's a bigger station. It has more outlets. Even if the queues are longer, I just reasoned that. I left the queue. I went to the other side. I took the risk. The queue was longer. True to it. I got full. I came back. Passed through the same place. The car in front of me was still there. And the presentation had closed their gates. Has God spoken? He spoke with the silence. He could have just said, go to the other side. I wouldn't know why. I just, sometimes God wants you to reason. He wants you to reason. And, you know, another reason God can keep quiet is because he's upset. Sometimes when God is upset, he keeps quiet. When he's upset at you, he keeps quiet. I'm praying today that if God is upset at you, you will come and make peace with God in Jesus' name. God can be upset. So, Pastor, are you saying if God is upset, he keeps quiet? Yes. So, Pastor, are you saying God keeps malice? You said so. Not me. It's too big for my mouth. But God keeps quiet when he's upset. He keeps quiet. I'm praying that God will not be upset and keep quiet at you. In Jesus' name. Saul is a case in point. In 1 Samuel 26, 28, 6, 1 Samuel 28, 6, Saul prayed to God, but God did not answer. Neither by dream, nor by sign, nor by prophet. He checked different channels. He tuned to this channel, God. He tuned to this channel. This channel, God zoned him out. If your father is angry at you, what should you do? You should seek. Why are you angry? You know, and try and play with him, right? And try and... And he will tell you why he's angry. Saul should have done that to God. But instead of Saul doing that to God, he was too obviously hasty in a hurry. He was not interested in the relationship with God. He just wanted answers to his problem. You see, you have to be careful. If all you want to hear from God is just to get answers to your problem, you don't want a relationship with God People that operate like that always get in trouble. Always. If it was David, David will not sleep. You know why? Because, not because of his problem, but because of his relationship with God. 
So Saul was impatient and he complicated his matter. The only, listen, the only oracle that will speak to you when God is not speaking to you, the only oracle that will give you a word when heaven is upset at you is occultic. It's not from God. The, the prophet that will say to you, all is well with you, when you know that God is not happy with you, is not a prophet from God. So the, uh, Saul went to see a diviner. And today, diviners are, are carrying Bibles. Have you, have, you, have you noticed? Diviners are even calling the name of Jesus, but they are occultic, they're into divination. How would you know? By their fruit. They say to people that God is not even talking to, they say to those people, it will be well with you. They say to them, this is what God is saying to you. So, if, if I check my life and, and, and God is not upset with me, but is silent, how do I handle God's silence, pastor? Two things. To handle God's silence, silence number one, you must remember that God is in control. You must remember he's in control. Job 34, 29. Job 34, 29. If God is silent, what's that to you? If he turns his face away, what can you do about that? God is not a talkative, neither is he your houseboy. That's what he's saying. But whether silent or hidden, be sure of one thing. He is there ruling. Wow. So if God is silent, I must be comforted with the fact that whether he's silent or hidden, he is there ruling. So which leads to the second thing you do when God is silent. The second thing you do when God is silent is because I know he's there and he's ruling, I trust him. So when God is silent, I know he's there and he's ruling, then I what? I trust him. Psalm 15 verse 14 says, I want you to trust me. This is God speaking. In your troubles, so I can rescue you and you can give me glory. So the first channel God speaks through to us is what? The Bible. The second channel is what? Ministry gifts. The third channel is other believers. The fourth channel is, is creation. The fifth channel is pain. The sixth channel is silence. And the seventh channel that we're going to consider today is expressions of the Holy Spirit. Expressions of the Holy Spirit. God speaks to us through expressions of the Holy Spirit. And this is the one that requires fine-tuning. And from next week, like I said, next week we'll be focused on that. How do I fine-tune and get off all these interferences? But off the bat, there are two extremes when it comes to hearing from the Holy Spirit. One extreme says, oh, God doesn't speak. You know, even while I'm talking, I'm saying, God told me this, God told me that. Some people are saying, mm. God doesn't speak. They say, God doesn't speak. On the other extreme are those that say, God is, everything they hear is God. Both, I'm sorry for, I'm sorry for both of them. Why? Because the first extreme, you know, when you say God doesn't speak, there comes a time in every man's life that you need divine intervention. If you don't know how to hear from God, you've been in serious trouble. There was a time in my life I was in, I, I needed to step back Dig in, hear God. And once I heard God, easy. But if I couldn't hear God, trouble. The other extreme is everything God says is, you know, remember, I am the Lord, I am the Lord. From last week, you know, if you, if you missed I am the Lord, get the city, you'll be up to date. Everything is God, is God, is God. If you find someone that is every time is God, 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 be careful. Be careful. So, what are the expressions of the Holy Spirit? There are a lot. But today we talk about one, two, three, four. Maybe next week we talk about more, maybe. 
but we'll be focused on fine-tuning next week. How will I be precise every time? There are different expressions. I know of someone that when he is ministering, he can be ministering in this hall right now, the Holy Spirit will write a scripture on that wall. And he knows that there's somebody in this side of the auditorium that that word is from. And the Holy Spirit will write a scripture in that. That's how he ministers. <laughs> there are different expressions. The first expression I'm going to talk about is dreams. God speaks to us through dreams. Joseph is a classic example. I know that dreams have been abused and bastardized, but God still speaks through dreams. I know that dreams as a channel is unreliable. Dreams is one of the most interfered with, one of the most channels that is interfered with. When you tune to dreams, there's a lot of interference. Why? Because there's a lot of noise. Most of your dreams is just your brain reorganizing information. Definitely unreliable. But as unreliable as your dreams are, sometimes God speaks through dreams. Personally, I hardly even dream. When I do, God doesn't speak to me through dreams, primarily. I can't remember any time God speaks to me through dreams. But I know people that God speaks to through dreams. In fact, their middle name is Joseph. I know them. And sometimes, you know, we, 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 dreams are just our own wishful thinking. We've, we've wished so much that when we sleep, it's preoccupied. When we sleep, it's preoccupied our mind so much that that's what we are seeing. A guy comes and says, Pastor, I had a dream. I wasn't thinking about this at all. I saw this woman and God says, behold, my son, that is your wife. And you know, and we walked down the aisle together. We got married. I, I say, which woman is this? You know, because when people come with those kind of dreams, I'm skeptical. Oh, that one? Ah, she's married. She has three children. Say, Pastor, no, no, no. She can't be married. She is married. Say, she is married. It's not God. It's your flesh. Okay, go and sleep again. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. The, the second expression of the Holy Spirit we talk about is visions. It's visions. Vision is, is, is a, it's, it's a picture, a moving picture. It could be a still picture, a moving picture that God shows you without sleeping. You are awake. I, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about trance. There's, a, there's trance and all that. Maybe next week we talk about that. I'm not sure. But, but a vision is your standing. A lot of the word of knowledge that God gives us here is their... Um, it's a combination of, 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 of visions, you know. I'm ministering and, and God is showing me a video and I'm talking and I'm watching a video and he's explaining the video. And I say, someone is this space, this is what is happening. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. That's visions. Then impressions. God also speaks through Impressions. God speaks through impressions. What's an impression? An impression is simply an idea that pops up in your mind. That's an impression. It impresses upon your mind. Now, not every idea that pops up in your mind is of God, but some of those ideas that pop up in your mind is of God. And God speaks to us through impressions. Next week, again, we will learn how to fine-tune. How do I eliminate? Fine-tune first, then upper week, how do I recognize? John 14, 26 says, the Holy Spirit will be your teacher and will bring to your mind all I have said to you. Romans 8, 16. The Holy Spirit speaks to us deep in our heart and tells us what that we are God's children. It speaks deep in our hearts. It gives us impressions. And the final one we're going to talk about, expressions of the Holy Spirit, is the gentle whisper of the Holy Spirit. The gentle whisper. It's like, it's a whisper, you can hear it, but you, you can't hear it. I don't know how to explain it. You can hear it, but it's not loud. You know? First Kings 19.11, God said to Elijah, 
go out and stand before me on the mountains. And then I just stood there, and the Lord passed by, and the mighty windstorm hit the mountain, and it was so terrible, blast, that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind was the earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake was the fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire was what? A sound of a gentle whisper. And the Lord was in the gentle whisper. God is speaking again and again. Says Job 33, 14, 17. He's speaking again and again in dreams, in visions of the night. As people lay down on their bed, God is speaking again and again and again. Why does God speak sometimes when we are on the bed? A lot of the time, God speaks to me when I'm lying down on the bed. Why does God speak to us when we are on the bed? Why? Because we are relaxed. We are not, um, there's no interference. We are not in a hurry to go anywhere. When you are in your bed, you are on your bed. You are not defensive. Many times, God speaks to us in the bathroom. Have you noticed? Sometimes, you get songs when you are having a shower. That's when you feel like singing. Many times. Even the series, this new series that we are um, doing, Dusty's the Lord, God spoke to me in the bathroom. This is what. Why? Because in the bathroom, nobody is posing for anybody. In church right now, everybody is posing. Not everybody, but a lot of people are posing. <laughs> some guys are feeling cool. Some babes are feeling beautiful. Everybody is posing. But when you're in the bathroom, you are as you came. You are vulnerable, you are open, and God can speak to you. Praise the name of the Lord. Let me let you in on the secret. Should I? I told them the first worship experience, and the, I, I didn't deliberately not tell them the second, but second I was pushing for time. But I, I'll tell you in the third. The secret on how God has helped me. Sometimes when I have a very naughty issue, very naughty issue, I want an answer from God. I'm about to attend a meeting and it's so delicate. I need to know God's mind. I go to, I even did it last night, to this morning. I go to bed. After praying, after worshiping, after everything, the last words that come out of my mouth, going to bed to the Lord, is, Lord, how do I, what do I tell this person? How do I handle this situation tomorrow? And I go to sleep. Every time I wake up with the answer. It can be true, an impression. It can be true, a gentle whisper. It can be true, a vision. Never true a dream for me. But I always wake up with the answer in my mouth. Boom. <laughs> President of the Lord, try it. Don't be afraid. Don't be like, what if God speaks to me? Exactly. <laughs> That's the point. A series is coming to an end. I don't know what the next series will be. I said to God before I sleep, Lord, what would you have us share? What word do you have for your children? How, what do you want us to talk about? I go to sleep. I wake up with the series. Should I be sharing all my secrets? <laughs> wake up with it. Boom. Keep at it, you know. And sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm running up things now. It's a combination. God will give you a dream and he will, because every dream must have an interpretation and he will give you an interpretation through an impression. You have a dream, through the dream, but you have the interpretation through a gentle whisper. 
or through the Bible, or through another believer, or through a message that is being preached. God speaks through these different channels. I remember back in the day, I was sitting down under the ministration of, um, um, I don't know if it's pastor now, pastor, uh, reverend evangelist Emmanuel Kuri. I don't know if you guys know him. And he was preaching, and he was preaching, and he was preaching. And listen, I heard God. I will raise governors of wealth, and territories will be assigned to them. Femi, I will, and the man was preaching, and I was hearing God. That was how governors of wealth came to be. Governors of wealth is not my idea. It's not a brilliant idea from pastor. <laughs> no. It's God's idea. And in fact, they, uh, you remember, since I began to tell you, I can tell you, you know, I was having my prayer work. Okay, God had told me that. I had my prayer work and I was praying and I was praying and I was praying. I remember the spot in the estate I live in. The Holy Spirit, I say, governors of wealth, this is what you are going to do. This is what you are going to do. This is what you are going to do. Boom. I used to pastor a church years ago. For some reason, I had to leave. And because of the circumstances, you know, I was like, I'm done with ministry. My family was in the U.S. I began to frequent the U.S. at the time. So, my mind was, I'd always wanted to do a PhD. Let me just do a PhD. And forget about all these things. Ministry is hard. It's very hard. These people are not even grateful. So why waste your life? You know? So I was in the U.S. at my sister's house. I mean, thinking, okay, I'll do a PhD, locate to the U.S. Nobody, after a while, everybody will forget you. That's how people are. They don't give a damn about you anyway. You know? I was praying. I prayed. And I wasn't praying at this time. And the Holy Spirit, my eyes were wide open, and he showed me somebody's picture. I saw the picture, and he said to me, so what will happen to this person? And, you know, I was like, how is that my business? You know, before now, the theology, my theology was, that was how we were trained as pastors. That you just preach. It's not your business what happens to the people. You just preach and go. That was, that was how I was doing it. So the Spirit said, what, what will happen to this person? Before I could answer, I saw another picture. I said, okay, what will happen to this person? Before I could answer, I saw another picture. What will happen to this person? Boom, 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 boom. Before I knew, there was a sea of people. And he was asking me, so what will happen to these people? I was shivering. I was like, they are your people. Okay, so what do you want me to do? Let's go back to Lagos and start a church. God's favorite house. Boom. This guy was going to escape. But God had greater plans. I saw obviously it started with the people I knew. Then I was seeing a lot of people I didn't know. I probably saw you. (laughs) I didn't know you at the time. The point is this. A destiny that is not directed by God is like a ship that is just floating in the ocean. It's just floating. Anywhere Belefis, anywhere the wind wants to blow, it just blow the, the ship, you know? God has a plan for your life. Look, I'm your pastor, and I can tell you this, 90% of the time, God will not entrust it to another person. He wants to talk to you. 
about what he has for you. Let's bow down our hearts as we bow down our heads as we pray. on God at this time. Uh, the, the, the music will be going on gently on the background, but I want you to focus on God at this time. I want to pray with you. If you are here, you are saying, Pastor, Jesus says, my sheep, they hear my voice. I'm not even his sheep. I want to become a child of God today. I want to become a sheep. Oh, you are saying, I used to hear God, but I don't hear God anymore. God has withdrawn. I used to hear God, but I backslid. I went back and God has withdrawn. Pastor, I want to make peace with God. I want to pray with you for any of those two categories. You don't need to come forward. I want to pray with you where you are seated. Pastor, that is me. Put up your hand now over your head and I'll pray with you wherever you are seated. God bless you. Put up your hand, put up your hand well. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you over there. God bless you, sir. Put up that hand before God. Before God. God bless you. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. Keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. God bless you. God bless you. That is me. That is me. Pastor, pray with me. The rest of us, I want us to just say to God, God, I open my channels to you, Lord. I open my life to you. 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 If you, if you still want to answer that call, you can put up your hand now. I will pray together. I will pray together. That is me. That is me. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. That is me. God bless you. God bless you. God, I want to be your child, or I used to be a child of God, I want to come back to him. Put up that hand and take a card. Once you have the card, you can put on your hand. Now, for those of us in this third worship experience, I want to do something we didn't do in the first two, which is, I want you to think about one thing, one, one issue, that you need to hear God's mind. You need to know God's mind. You need to hear God concerning. And I'm going to ask that you talk to God about it now. Go ahead. Don't be afraid. Just step out. Talk to him about it. Lord, speak to me about this issue. Speak to me about this issue. Focus. Speak to me about this issue, Lord. Oh, God of heaven, direct my path. Speak to me about this issue. I've heard your word. You want to speak to me. I open my heart, I open my life. Speak to me about this issue.
Father, it's unto you we've, we are looking up to everyone that has opened their hearts to make a request of you today. Lord, we ask that even before tomorrow morning, the direction will be clear and your name will be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying.